the Chair 2 Leaders Podcast with your hosts, Danny Smith and Ben South. If you lead from the second chair or you work with those who do, this is a place for you. We're glad you're here for conversations about the church, ministry, life, and how we can serve better for God's kingdom. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Chair 2 Leaders. I'm Ben South here with Danny Smith. Glad you are joining us this week. Danny, how are you? Hey, I'm good, Ben. I'm glad to, uh, as always, glad to be on the uh, the podcast, glad to be able to talk a little ministry today and all that good stuff. And so how about you? How you doing? Man, doing well. Sunshine and ministry is going well. It's just been a good week. Kids are getting ready to leave for camp in a yeah. couple of weeks, so we will not have the teenagers around our house for a few days. Um, you know, so it's we're funny. We're going to be adjusting to that. That's exactly right. Now, I'm actually having to take uh, a group to church camp this year. It's been about seven or eight years, so I'll, I'll probably be, uh, I don't know, it'll be day three before I get my sea legs under me at camp. But I'm pretty excited. But I did tell my wife the one thing that, uh, you know, you, it's kind of a free vacation for parents, you know, and uh, well, not free. You're paying to send on the camp. But yeah, anyway, it'll be fun. It'll be good. VBS, y'all, have y'all done VBS yet? We did VBS. We did a virtual VBS this year, kind of a hybrid version okay. of that. Did a couple of on-campus things on our regular church nights and then did some hybrid video things during the week with packets we sent home with them so we have done it i think they were finishing up actually uh we're recording this on a thursday and i think they actually finished up their last wednesday night thing over the last month last night so had bounce houses all over yeah church property after church that's right that's right hey i'm a firm believer that uh bounce house uh operators love churches especially in the bible belt we i mean them going. very much so and i'll tell you another fun thing i've noticed kind of this time of the year is vbs on twitter uh that's fun makes twitter a lot nicer place to be when churches are having vbs and all that good stuff and so uh and you know we can just jump right into our discussion today because you know one of the things that happens from vacation bible school or one of the things that happens just ongoing in ministry is just visiting people and following up with people and stuff like that. So I think today, Ben, we want to just dive into this idea that as a chair two leader, how do you approach uh, different types of visiting? Um, You know, the old school word visitation, uh, how do you do that, whether it's in a hospital or maybe a nursing home, VBS follow-up and stuff like that. So we can just kind of kick that around today and uh, hopefully that will be uh, some things that can help some folks out. So let's just throw that out there and, and jump in on it. So so, well, Danny, when you talk about visitation, one of the things, when you say that term, one of the first things that comes back to me is like the old Tuesday nights would gather and go out on visitation. That's right. Yes. I don't know many churches that still do that anymore. Um, our church, before COVID, actually, we were still doing that in some ways, but it wasn't even your typical, hey, we're just going to go knock on every door. We would go and, and drop a gift bag or something at the home, just say, hey, thanks for visiting can we answer any questions for you? Yeah, that's right. Uh, It was a little bit different, but I think that's something that some churches have neglected that depending on your culture and your environment, it's one of those things that you can still do as a ministry to reach people. I know uh, several years ago, we had some members who joined our church that became faithful members for years before the Lord moved them elsewhere. And they said the reason they came back to our church was because somebody came to their home Absolutely. and visited them. Yeah. So it's still a valid form of 
uh, reaching out to people and ministering to them and, and getting them to come to your church is going on visitation. Now, I don't think we need to be the types that are doing the, hey, we're going to knock on your door and we're going to sit in your living room for two hours and you yeah, know, discuss right. every that's theological right. issue. Yeah, but that's a, exactly a right. A quick visit, hey, glad you were there. Can we answer any questions? And if they've got questions, they'll ask them. They may invite you in for a longer conversation. But yeah. just that touch is important when it comes, especially reaching out to guests. Yeah. I, and I've noticed that just um, over the years doing different things in the community, um, you know, you, you'll talk to people, for example, uh, the grocery store, you know, the store pickup type stuff. You know, I'm still kind of the ones that I kind of like to go in the store and get my stuff. Now, it's convenient to have them bring it out to my car and stuff like that. So, you know, there's times and places for technological connections, a text message, uh, you know, some type of social media message. But, yeah, I think you're right. I think most people at the end of the day, there's still a way to make that personal contact with them. with, like you said, without being obtuse and just, you know, making yourself at home for a few hours or you know, invading them at 7.45 or 8 o'clock at night when they're probably ready to, to chill for the night. And so, yeah, that personal touch. In fact, um, I'll never forget uh, several years ago, I was uh, helping out with a Chamber of Commerce event and I was talking to a couple of the folks there and, and they mentioned that the one thing that they had found in some studies is that more businesses will get engaged with your chamber if you make personal contact. So, Again, the newsletters, the emails, and I'm of course I'm dating myself just with those two references, but social media stuff, it all has its place and it all be helpful. But at the same time, just being able to make those personal connections. And so what about you know, you mentioned like your church and some churches that used to do that. What about like on your church staff, um, where you've got multiple guys? So you still have a senior pastor who's been there, you know, forty years and but you guys, what does that look like for y'all? Like how do y'all approach visiting or making hospital visits or uh, what does that look like for for you chair two leaders on staff there so for us back when we were doing home visits for guests and those kind of things and we're starting to move back toward that um we had one pastor who's primarily responsible for that one of the associate pastors who's charged okay. with outreach however if there was a family that had students or children or we knew a missions or you know a life group connection already one of the other pastors might make that home visit if we were just doing a initial visit or if you know hey we they lived in an area where one of the pastors did say because you that gave you the tie and hey i was just on my way home we live close by here and i just wanted to stop by and thank you for visiting mm -hmm. so there were yeah. some different factors um, sometimes it was the geography. Sometimes it was a connection based upon mm -hmm. life stage and whichever pastor in the ministry. So it wasn't a hard and fast rule. And, yeah. and the pastor who uh, who was responsible for overseeing that area, he did the ones nobody else wanted to do. Yeah, that's exactly Not that right. we didn't want to go see people, but the ones that were long well, distance away. <laughs> everybody's thinking it. You just said it. You know, that sometimes you go, who's going to visit uh, this guy? I'll tell you one time, I got in a situation where I was kind of gung-ho and, man, I was – you know, we were seeing people visit the church and I'm like, I'm going to go visit these people. And I ended up getting a situation with a couple of uh, younger guys that had visited our uh, church. And man, they, they ended up being kind of these neo-Nazi real, I mean, just kind of out there. And man, I found myself real quickly thinking, I wish I had taken somebody with me or probably should have left some GPS coordinates for somebody or something. But yeah, it, it is, there, it, it is tough. That's one of the things about making visits is that, uh, 
you know, not everybody's serving you apple pie. I'm glad that you're stopped by. Sometimes you get some really difficult situations, really difficult home lives. You do, and people aren't expecting it anymore. Now, there, nobody dislikes it necessarily unless you just make yourself, you know, a nuisance. If you're just popping yeah. and saying, hey, glad you were there, wanted to bring this to you, we'll answer any questions we got to. Love to see you again. That's it. You bet. Um, you know, we can be done in a minute if need be. But it yeah. makes an impression. But you, it is good to do it with someone else, and you have to be careful this day an age of you know i very rarely would go into somebody's home doing that yeah we would stay on the porch and we would say that when we went and knocked on the door we say hey we just we're not going to stay we just wanted to stop by and say hi and thanks for coming yeah Um, that's good if it progressed if they asked us in occasionally we would do that um but we never uh made it a you know all evening type thing because they didn't know we were coming a lot of times and we wanted to just be kind of that surprise hey it's a touch um, it's just a quick thing. We do care about you, um, but we're not going to monopolize all your time. Yeah, no, that's good. And, you know, I think the other part of that is the flip side is sometimes you can talk to people. Maybe they've had several weeks of connecting with your church in some way. Or there, there was a family that uh, joined our church uh, at another church I was a part of, and they had visited our church once. But I kept running into them at, you know, the store even like at the movie theater one time, we went to see a movie. They were there. There was like four or five different non-church connections with them. And so finally, that allowed me to sit down with them or just kind of connect with them and go, okay, hey, we're running each other. Let's, uh, we've been talking about getting together. And so you made that plan. So sometimes it's people that have long-term uh, visits with you. Sometimes it's just long-term connections where, you know, you are able to make those plans. Uh, you know, considering the fact that sometimes we think it's the pastor's job to go do that. Um, and, and maybe this would apply maybe to more my context. It's a smaller church situation. You know, it's me and then one bivocational staff member. And so a lot of times it is kind of falls on me to do that. So one of the things I've tried to do um, is if you're in a church where maybe you're in a similar situation, that's where your lay leadership becomes your chair to leader to go, hey, somebody out there's got a passion for knocking on somebody's door, checking in on them, being that go-to contact for them. And so I think there's a way to develop people in our church that kind of have that same uh, burden. But again, uh, because I have made some visits with some folks where I think, do I have an hour? Because I know they're going to they're going to talk and talk and talk. <laughs> and uh, so you, you definitely have to train folks like, look, don't monopolize the time. But, you know, I can use people to help me with that. And I can't tell you how many times through the years when we have gone to visit homes and said, you know, people would say, you, we've been to several churches. This is the first church who has come to our house yeah. oh, you and bet. brought anything to us. Other churches mail stuff. Everybody emails. Everybody will send a text. Yes. But that personal visit really does make an impression. You may not get them all, but they're going to know you at least were sincere about yeah. You made the effort to go stop by their house to drop something off. You bet. Um, and we used to give, um, before COVID, we would, it was a little gift bag. had a little information about the church, just tell them about it. That's it was right. a, yeah. We worked out a deal with one of um, a store here in town where it gave them a free dozen cookies. The coupon, it was a coupon for a free dozen cookies at this cookie store. And okay. so they could go in there and then the cookie store just billed us at the rate they charged us for that dozen of cookies. So it helped someone who was connected with our church as well. Um, and it, you know, helped a local business and kind of built a multi-relationship there. And for new people yeah. in town, it introduced them to a business in town. So there were some, yeah. there were some other possibilities you can do there of 
you know, partnering with different places. Say, hey, can we create a coupon when people bring it in? We'll reimburse you for it. You bet. Um, as a way for you to give them something to your church. When we had uh, Wednesday evening meals, we would give guests a free coupon to a meal here at the church that they could bring and register for mm-hmm. and turn in. So there's different ways you can do that to give them a small gift, a token that's not just ridiculously expensive. And if they never yeah. turn it in, you never are out that money, but you have made the effort to say, hey, here's something valuable to you that just because you're important to us. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's kind of popcorn a few things real okay. quickly here. Uh, one, uh, you hit on something uh, that I thought was really good, and that is sometimes, you you know, you don't get all level, but those personal contacts make a difference. And one of the things I think is really, I think something beneficial is keep that big picture in mind, because sometimes you're going to visit somebody, they're going to end up initially maybe going somewhere else, maybe not going anywhere at all. But after that personal contact, you're going to see them around town and being able to remember their names, being able to remember them, say hey to them. You don't make it awkward like, oh, my goodness, that guy came to my house. I didn't go to his church. This is weird. I've tried to take that awkwardness out. And I'll tell people things like this. Listen, if my church is not the church that God's leading you to, whatever church name is, let us at least help you find the place that God's leading. you. And it takes a lot of pressure off because then if they go somewhere else and ultimately you know, you got to be okay with that. God may take them somewhere else, but which is true because our, my church is not for everybody in town. Otherwise all the other churches are unnecessary. Well, and I don't like turning it into a recruiting pitch. Now, if you'll come to our church, this is what's going to happen. And so, yeah, I think, uh, like you said, making that personal contact, knowing I'm going to get some, I'm not going to get all of them, but if I can, if I can still be personal to them, when I see them, you never know 5, 10, 15 years down the line how that's going to bear fruit. All right, let me throw something else at you. So that's kind of a home visit, so to speak. And I know we can talk a lot more about that. What about like a hospital visit? You know, I remember when I was a youth minister and our pastor was on vacation and sure enough, somebody went in the hospital and I'll never forget being about 25. And now my dad was a pastor, so it wasn't like I didn't know what a hospital visit was, but I mean, it's not, he, he didn't take me on visitation. So uh, what is I, I I was terrified because I was thinking how long do I stay, what do I say, do I ask what's wrong with them, <laughs> you know, all, all that good stuff. And I did learn very quickly that old men will tell you everything they've done to them. Uh, I just never ask women at all. <laughs> what that is so, wise counsel right there. Yeah, just want to leave those alone there. But uh, old men, they'll tell you exactly what happened. So let's talk about <laughs> hospital business. What? What is your uh, what, what's your uh, idea about that? Like, how do you handle it? Because you're a chair two guy. What do you do right. with the visit? So, as a chair two guy, you may be in a role that, especially if you're like a youth pastor or um, you know music minister, you may not. There may not be an expectation for you to do a lot of hospital visits. Here's the first thing I would say about hospital visits: you can be their preacher, you can be their a preacher or a minister at their church on the weekends, but it's in those hospital rooms and it's in those waiting rooms and it's at the funeral homes even when you become their a pastor to them. Yes, absolutely. It, so if you're a chair two leader, I want to encourage you to make maybe not every day, but hos- going to hospital visits a part of your regular ministry. Yeah. Especially if you're like a student or a children's pastor, you're not going to minister probably to as many of the people in your direct oversight in the church because they're just not going to be in the hospital as much as senior right. adults. But you're going to build so much credibility, ministry, um, just ability within the church you as bet. a whole when you become a pastor that is concerned about the whole body. And a hospital yeah. visit is a place you can greatly do that because people are more open. They they remember you coming by and taking the time to come by and visit them. Matter of fact, this week um, 
I made one of my first visits actually to a hospital uh, since COVID doing a, just a mm-hmm. hospital visit. Oh, yeah, to a lot of phone calls. Yeah. And I was just like, it's been a long time since I've done this. And I yeah. really, I was like, I miss doing this because you get to, you get to minister to people, encourage them and pray with them when they're in a vulnerable place. And they're in a place, a lot of times they're scared. They might not admit it, but there's fear, there's concern, there's uncertainty. And you can go and be a voice of uh, comfort encouragement to them yeah. in that. So I would, I would encourage, especially share twos. This is an opportunity for you to mature in ministry, to grow in ministry and to really develop some pastoral pocket change, if you will, absolutely in, yeah. in your church. Yeah. I, I remember going to make those visits in my mid to late twenties, you know, again, not necessarily in my job description. Now things have changed a lot. I, I think people view more, staff positions pastorally than they did when I was kind of first getting started in this stuff. And I think even churches do. So again, I think there's probably been a shift in that. But one of the things that was really, really cool after that was the lady that I went to visit, uh, her and her husband uh, there in the hospital, he was, he was really sick. And uh, they were saying, Hey, now, now we don't know you, like you said, just as youth minister, like now we see you, you know, you came and checked on us that you cared about us, that you weren't just out playing games and stuff. So yeah, it brings a lot of credibility when you just say, hey, I know I'm over the youth or the children, but listen, I want to help with this. Um, how can I help with this? And uh, I tell you what, it helps your prayer life because all the way there, you're praying, Lord, help me to say the right thing, to stay the right length of time. Uh, because I was visiting a guy last December who ended up passing away not long afterwards. And, you know, he spent about 45 minutes basically kind of sharing all the things he wished that he had done and asking my you know, opinion on stuff, you know, and, and you're just praying, Lord, I need the wisdom, what to say uh, to this person right now. So it really takes your theology and puts in a very practical sense, mm-hmm. you know. All right, let me throw another one at you. All you right. know, I know we're kind of moving quickly. All right. You, you mentioned senior adults. So they're not always in the hospital. Sometimes it's a widow. Uh, sometimes just a couple that shut in um, as chair two leaders. Um, uh, you know, again, maybe you're over the children, maybe you're over the youth, you're the missions guy. Um, but what about those shut-ins? What about those folks that just uh, can't get out and about? Um, I'll tell you real briefly, one of the things that I love about visiting those folks is they absolutely love their church family and to have any contact with them at all is such an encouragement to go, my church remembered them. Yeah, and and they that is an important thing. They do um, value that. Um, I know a few years ago we were – one of the things we do, just kind of a simple thing, is the pastors will take around little tins of the little Danish cookies that you can buy at Christmas time mm-hmm. to all the shut-ins. We'll just, like a week or so before Christmas, we'll just take an afternoon and we'll divide them all up and we'll take those by their house and visit with them for a few minutes. And a couple of years ago, I was at a lady's house. She was 99 at the time. She's since gone on to glory. Um, but it's just a sweet visit, just getting to visit in her home mm-hmm. and talk to her um, there for a little while and just about how the Lord has worked in her life and uh, how he's brought her through that through the church and through the ministry there and it's it's an encouraging thing and it helps you learn um so as a chair two leader i think this is an important thing because it'll help you learn some of the history of the church as well yes and the oh, dna of this church yes uh, when you visit the ones who have put their life and invested it at this place yes, you'll learn absolutely. a lot of history about that church so and if you can get those people on your team 100%. you're going to go a lot yes. further and those are the people they're not officially your you know responsibility by ministry description probably but man you're going to make 
gained so much mileage yeah. and respect and just the ability to minister to the church if you will do that. And they'll say, look, he's not just over here, uh, you know, leading children's worship and not just picking songs and, and not just doing these things, but he's he's pastoring the whole church as yeah. well. So I that's an important that. thing. Now let's come back to hospital visits. I, I yeah. think one of the things you were talking about, I think as a pastor, you need to be careful because I've been to some hospitals where I've seen pastors who just stay and they overstay their welcome. Oh, I've yes. heard them there. Yes. You know, our philosophy on hospital visit, it needs to be pretty, it's a, we're in and out. We don't just stay yeah. and linger. So, you know, our goal is 15 minutes or so max, unless they guide the conversation to stay longer. Yeah. So what I mean by that is we're going to go in, we're going to talk to them. How are you? How are things going? Try to get an update, encourage them some, pray with them, and then we'll leave fairly quickly we don't just linger because then people are in the hospital or they're waiting for surgery they don't just need people stand over feeling like they've got to entertain them or engage yeah. in conversation well you have the medical professionals coming in going, exactly I need to tell you, can i stay in front of this guy exactly. yeah yeah um so we we will we try to be fairly brief on our hospital visits yeah, unless the person there keeps the conversation going and, and absolutely conversation yeah let them determine the length beyond that no um, i think you that's know good. If, if they're just there and they're just waiting and they're sitting there and you've got time and they've got time and they just want to you know you know just talk shop or shoot the bull a little bit yeah do that yeah but absolutely. let them be the one who guides that you know the last thing someone who's recovering for surgery is needs is somebody hanging out for hours feeling like they have to engage them in conversation and entertain them and those yeah. kind of things so you're not there to be the afternoon's entertainment but you're there just to encourage them pray with them and minister to them when you can and let them know your availability yeah no i think so i think that's really good um wisdom and again you don't know until you don't know i mean you're going to have to have the ones where you leave going, I think I stayed too long. Uh, you're going to have to have the moments going, I don't think I prayed the right thing. I'll never forget one time I was following up with a lady. I'd done the funeral for her husband. And I think the first thing I said, like, how are you today? And this was like two days later. How do you think she's doing, dummy? She's <laughs> just buried her husband. So you, you don't know till you don't know on visiting. But one of the things that, and you've alluded to this already a couple of times, is over the years of ministry, not only does it help you gain credibility as a pastor, but you find that discipleship, again, is not just a classroom thing. But, you know, you've had, you have people going, man, what you said in the hospital room that day, what you said to my mom when you went to visit her, what you did for my family when you made them feel welcome in town, that, I mean, God is using that to make people more like Christ. It's a discipleship issue. It is. Issue. A special thing, even how to pray in difficult times like that, because when right. you're praying for the sick, you know, from the church or in front of a group, you can't pray differently. But when you're with that specific person in that room, it's a discipleship thing as you are praying with them, for them, mm -hmm. teaching them. Here's how we can pray to God in these type of circumstances yeah. and situations. Um, so, yeah, I, absolutely. It is a discipleship opportunity for you in ministry. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. And, uh, you know, this might be a whole nother podcast for a whole nother time. So somebody you're visiting just keeps that visit going. You start thinking about, OK, I, I've got other visits to make. I've got other responsibilities because we all have, you know, not only are those folks that you may not want to necessarily go visit, but there's also those going, I don't mind it, but I don't have two hours and I know they're going to want to. So 
Any 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 tips for those okay, guys? Okay, here's like from the trenches on. tip. So, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> there's a couple of ways you can do that. One of the things we do is if it just keeps going on and on, and a, like one of the medical personnel comes in to take vital signs or something in a hospital room, what we will say at times is say, "Oh, they're coming in. Can we pray with them right quick just before you do that? Because we're going to have to go." And yeah. Say, and the medical personnel very rarely will say no, or they'll say, "I'll come back yeah. and we can say, okay, well, we can pray and say, well, we're going to let them do what they need to do, and we'll check on you later." So yes. sometimes that can be a way out. And, um, you know, always there's the, I've, I've got several other people I've got to go see today. I'd love to stay and visit. We've, yes, um, that's always a good Don't lie. Yeah. I mean, but right. we usually are really making two or three visit visits at a time. Do that. So, right. Yeah. Really go do that. Don't lie. That's but right. just be honest. Say, I can't yeah. stay real long today. Yeah. Well, I have a confession. There have been times over the years where I know, okay, Listen, I and I'll plan. If I know somebody's a two-hour visit, I'm going to plan an hour. But I can't stay two hours. So I will have either my wife or the, somebody at the church. I'm like, I need you to call me at 1.15. <laughs> All right? And again, that's just kind of like the medical personnel. Well, I need to take this. Let me pray with you. And, I, you know, I mean, there's a practical sense where you don't want to be inconsiderate. You don't want to lie. But, uh, yeah, I thought it might be wise just to think of a couple of, uh, all right, how do, how do we break off visits well? Well, and you got to be discerning, too. There are some times, if it's a major, major surgery, you go and you stay the whole time. It's all day. That's right. It's all day. You You're bet. there with the family the whole time if it's one of those That's major exactly surgeries. That's exactly right. Yes. But if it's a, you know, uh, outpatient toenail removal or something, you go pray with you them bet. and say, let us know how it goes. We'll check on you later. That's you exactly know? right. I'll tell so, you what not to say, and we can wrap up here in a second but uh good friend of mine one of the guys that just has been a lifelong friend of mine now but uh he was part of our church and he was having some somewhat minor surgery but he had a lot of anxiety over it so i stopped by and prayed with him and uh we were uh having to go outside of his room to the other side to the waiting room i said well man i'll see you on the other side he goes wait what you know and he got he kind of got freaked out because i used the phrase the other side i went the other side of that wall not the other side of eternity, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be you careful know. on the word. Yeah. Gotta be careful. So, so there are ways you can do that. You know, if you've got several people and they've got surgeries or things lined up, you know, maybe we try to get there before, like when they know they're going to be checking in before yeah. they go back and you can pray with them in the waiting you room because you know, they're going to have a point when they're going to have to move to the next room and you can't go with them immediately. And that's, that's right. a way you can excuse yourself that's or right. go after they've had time within an hour before the scheduled surgery. So, you know, they're already in the back. They're going to be doing yeah. work. And so, so you don't get tied down having to wait the whole time. Yeah. Um, and, but it's just making that personal contact. I, I can't tell you how valuable that has been in ministry over the last years. Yeah. I've done more ministry in hospital rooms than anywhere else, probably. You bet. And it's there you earn the right to say things in other places. Um, and so when, you, when you've ministered to them in the difficult times when they're scared, when they're facing surgeries or the loss of a loved one, it's there you earn the right to say things difficult to them from the pulpit or at church as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's a lot we can say about it, and I'm sure maybe some of our listeners might have some ideas. So make sure um, when you see this get posted on Twitter uh, or Instagram or Facebook, feel free to comment some of the things that you do uh, for your hospital visits or visiting, and uh, we'll be glad to, to kind of pass those along um, in future and episodes and before, stuff like that. Before we go, I want to make sure you don't don't miss out on that opportunity. There are a lot of churches and people, pastors I know, who don't do visitation at hospitals. Yeah. They may make a phone call. 
But that is a huge opportunity to minister to people. You have to be wise. Yeah. You can't go for every single thing. Um, sometimes it does need just a phone call beforehand. Yeah, but, that's right. But that's a huge opportunity for to minister, and especially from the check, second chair, it gives you an opportunity to have some conversations with people you might not ever get otherwise yeah, in the church. absolutely. No, that's a good word, Ben. And I tell you what, I'm so thankful for the work that y'all are doing at your church. I know a lot of other chair two leaders that do a great job making those visits, you know, uh, that personal contact, gaining that credibility, learning to pray in difficult situations. And like you said, even learning the history of your folks in church goes a long, long way. Well, Ben, you and I have been doing this a long time and we got our start at Central Baptist College and CBC, as we like to call it, Central Baptist College knows if you need a college degree, but that you don't have the time. Well, the Pace College degree program at Central Baptist College in Conway, Arkansas has a proven in-class online or a hybrid course format, multiple degrees fit your busy schedule. They understand that you can't quit your full-time job. That's why they've developed a flexible format that's helped adults for more than 20 years earn their degree while working full-time. So here's what you need to do. Uh, go to visit uh, or go to cbc.edu slash online, apply for admission, request a virtual meeting. A personal enrollment counselor is going to help you enroll in classes, answer questions for you. So visit cbc.edu slash online today so you can earn your degree, reach your goals, and uh, just uh, help your ministry and family and church all the way around. Ben, thank you for uh, sharing today. Again, we may uh, we may follow up with another episode about this down the road and maybe bring some, somebody else on to talk about it as well. But great insight. Don't miss those opportunities to be a pastor to your people, even if it's not on your job description. So. That's exactly right. Thanks for joining us this week on Chair Two Leaders. Make sure you like us on Instagram and Twitter, and you subscribe and like wherever you listen to podcasts, and it'll help others find us as well. Have a great one. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to Chair Two Leaders. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest updates, and make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to Chair Two Leaders wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening.